welcome to One Grump or Two, a podcast where two mates chat about music, film, TV, and anything else that's tickled their fancy that week. Enjoy! And welcome back, dear listener, for episode four, or episode three, part two. And this time we're talking about screen. Over to you, Phil. Hello, mate. Right, a couple of things. The, the uh, <laughs> what did I do then? <laughs> did I go all fucking? Alright, mate. Join the rest on a wall or something. Problem with Netflix, okay, and a problem with a lot of streamers is that they've got a lot of money, okay, and with a lot of money comes a desire to have a lot of output, and with a lot of output comes a drop in quality. Case in point, Mother with Jennifer Lopez in it. Oh dear, what is all that about? So J Lo plays a, uh, oh I don't know, a secret agent type operative who's uh, gets all caught up after some shenanigans and she's pregnant and oh the the oh the sword of Damocles hands over her. It's just so dramatic. Um, she has to give the child up. As part of a plea deal for her to be able to escape into a better, another life, not a better life, but then comes back into the child's life when the child is found by the bad guy, who is uh, not particularly bad at all. It's just a what was the point in that film? Uh, the action sequences are boring, predictable, very 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 poorly directed jennifer lopez has all of the uh charisma of an ikea sofa with two pints of milk soaking through the cushions it's just you know this is one of these things where you more than probably looking at 150 million dollars on the film and you just think it to yourself that's awful kind of feeds into citadel on amazon prime now, Citadel is this new global espionage TV show that Prime have released. This is the the second most expensive TV show ever, uh, with a budget <laughs> of fifty million dollars per episode. Whoa! Yeah, uh, I believe there's six episodes in the season. Uh, Stanley Tucci's in it. So as soon as they said Stanley Tucci's in it, I'm like. I'm watching that. I love a bit of Tucci, I do. But then it's got, is it Richard Madden? He was in Game of Thrones and The Bodyguard on BBC One. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Now, remember that IKEA sofa that J-Lo was with two pints of milk soaking through it? Richard Madden's got the acting ability and charisma of the rug underneath catching the milk that's coming through. <laughs> He he is. I, I don't. I I don't know. I, I, how do these people get these big gigs? How do they get these big pay pay thing? It's bloody stupid show. It's allegedly this uh, big, you know, security company that are going to protect the world against all of the threats. It's just boring. It's like Thunderbirds, you know. But well, it is. It's like Thunderbirds. Same level of acting but with $50 million thrown at it. So, you know, steer clear of Mother with Jennifer Lopez, steer clear of Citadel, uh, 
it's sparkly and it's bright and it's noisy, but it's going to get you nowhere. <clears throat> um, if you want something a little bit more complex and something which will keep you uh, on the edge of your seat a bit more, there's a new film coming out called To Catch a Killer. And I always mispronounce this actress's name. So I'm going to say it. Dan's going to correct me. Then I'm going to edit it. So it sounds like I'm saying it right the first time. <laughs> uh, and it's Shaylee Woodley. Right. She was in the Divergent films. See how serious it say. Shailene Woodley. Shailene, 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 Shailene. Shailene. Huh. Oh, she's also in, um, yes, uh, Big Little Lies. That's, That's it. what she was yeah. in. That okay. I saw her. Yeah, she's very, very good in that. Okay. So, To Catch Killer, which stars Shailene Woodley, um, pronounced it properly for a change thing i like about this film on the you know if you picked up the dvd and read the the blurb on the back you think it was your typical serial killer thriller dramatic it's going to be by the numbers it's not it's not the best film in the world i've got to say straight off the bat because there were there were lots of opportunities to make it one step further which they either couldn't afford or just thought mm, not sure about that but effectively, she's this, you know, patrol officer in, I think it's in Boston, I think it's set, um, who gets to the scene of a, a mass murder and thinks outside the box to preserve evidence, which then, when the FBI come on scene, puts, them, puts her on the FBI's radar as being somebody who potentially could help them. But she's carrying a load of baggage, you know, mental health issues, addiction issues and stuff. And it's really nice to see a female character being written where typically the man would have been put in that lead role. Because typically what we see is we see female characters as making the wrong decision or having a, a frailty. Whereas this mm -hmm. character uses those, those weaknesses as her strengths. As opposed to going, well, you know, I'm just a pretty little girl and I can't do that. She goes, well, because of my history, because my experiences of having done that, I can do this. Um, it's got Ben Mendelsohn in it as well. And he's a very, very dependable actor. Mm -hmm. Really good. Uh, there's lots of faces you'll recognize in it. Has a has a pretty satisfactory ending to it as well. So I would, so it's called To Catch Killer. And I would really say, you know, if you, if you need a film to watch, do that one um on digital releases this week we've got john wick chapter four uh i can't recommend that film highly enough it's just superb if you're a fan of john wick films uh like i said last week you need to be seeing sisu as well um and another one you can watch if you like john wick is nobody which stars better call souls bob odenkirk mm -hmm. as nobody and it is a complete ripoff of John Wick Chapter One, but it's very entertaining. From what I've seen, it looks it looks very similar. Uh, 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 yeah, I just replaced dog with cat. Um, <laughs> it, it is incredibly similar, but the thing I think the thing that carries that film is 
is, you know, Bob Odenkirk's charisma. You mm. know, he's a very, very good comedic actor, mm. uh, as well as being a dramatic actor. And I think his comedy chops really just put him in the right, to be the right person to play that, because some of his delivery of the lines is so insanely dry that only a, a, a comedian would have got away with it. Mm. You know, instead of a, I'll be back. You know, like the really good actors of those times. So, have you watched anything this week? I've, well, I need to catch up on Silo, which ah, I'm yeah. an episode behind, I think. Yeah. Or am I? <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm an episode behind, but I need to check that. But that is really going places. I'm yeah. I'm really enjoying that one. Yeah, um, me too. The, the 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 acting's great, the story's great, the intrigue mm. keeps me going on that one. Um, apart from that, I've not really had much time because I've <laughs> late review. Yeah. I've started watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh dear God! Which I. I'm a huge fan of the US office yeah. and Parks and Rec yeah. and it's that sort of level and I've never watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine and everyone said you've got to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine so I started it and I haven't stopped <laughs> it's just it's just fun yeah. most of the cast of the office seem to turn up in it uh, yeah. <laughs> at one point or another yeah, yeah. same with Parks and Rec it's just it's a great cast yeah. the writing's fun yeah. it's it's just big dumb fun and sometimes there's some actually serious twists in yeah, it and stuff yeah. and sometimes the story and i think i'm in season four at the moment and it's got a cameo of a role from eric roberts oh my God. <laughs> playing pretty much an eric roberts type character as you would expect from his career back in the is day is there is there any other <laughs> character he could play no 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 and it's just the moment he walks in and you're like, of course it is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's big, dumb fun. Um, and Alan Sandberg in it is, is brilliant. I think he's really, really good. Um, and he's even in there with his um, comedic father, I would, as I would call him, of Adam Sandler in one yeah, episode. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's just big, dumb fun. I know it's a late review. I know it's ended. Or has it ended? Yeah, it has, I'm yeah. not sure yet. Yeah, I think it has. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm halfway through the seasons, so to speak. And yeah, I just, if you want something to turn on, mm -hmm. switch your mind off, have a chuckle to, yeah. um, I'd recommend that. Okay. One thing, uh, we've only got one more episode of succession left. So we will be having a, um, a whole screen episode devoted to succession when that final, uh, so when we watch that final. Reminded episode. me then. Yeah. I've got to catch up on that one. And Barry. I've not caught up on Barry yet. Yeah, get get the uh, get the episode of Succession out of the way first, so that you can get the final out of the way, so we can then talk about it. Um, and I've started watching a show on Peacock, which is an American network called The Calling. Um, so far, I'm intrigued. Uh, police procedural, so you know, copper death, solve the clues. But the cop is very, very heavily. Um, he's religious. He's, he's Jewish. And his faith means everything to him. So he's actually using his faith in his police work. So I'm only halfway through the first episode, so I don't know where it's going to go. But so far, it looks okay. So if you've got access to that, give that one a go as well. 
what I want to talk about now is uh, an upcoming pop music. <laughs> pop, 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 pop music. What I want to talk about is an upcoming EP from somebody I know who hasn't released anything for a while and needs to uh, pull their finger out whilst they have the platform to actually <laughs> just read just tweet it's just tweaked so dan my friend you are in the process of putting together an ep which mm-hmm. when we last spoke was two tracks is it still two tracks it might be three okay um and is it still where do i go and tough yes okay so, I say that's so uncertainly because so, I'm not sure. Dear listener, or if we're lucky, listen, Earth, can I ask you to do me one favor? And that is to hit us up on social media um, or drop an email to the show at onegrumpor2.co.uk and tell Dan to pull his finger out because he wants to call this EP tough. I think you should call it Mr. Procrastinator. We're going to give you here on One Grump or Two. Not only will you get the first play of the EP uninterrupted without either one of me or him talking over it, but I think we shall play the EP on our episode closest to the 4th of July. Okay, so that gives Dan five weeks to get. Now, I've produced these tracks, so I know that the tracks are ready to go. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, you've got no, you've got over five weeks to uh, remove one's digit from one's warm orifice. I just don't know what to put on there. Well, and it takes 14 days to upload. Okay, so, so you've, got, boo. you've got two tracks that we both agree on. Um, and you've got five weeks. The the problem is here we go, this is Mr. Procrastinator. I have an old track that I'd quite like to get out there, but I need to find it on my hard drive. Okay, that's the set. That's the second release. Then this release, okay, <laughs> needs to be on the episode closest to the fourth of July. It's all teeing up for an album. Oh God, Mr. Procrastinator, which will come out in twenty thirty seven. Right, okay. Well, nobody can say I didn't try. Um, I, I gave it my best it shot. It will happen. It will it happen. It will happen. Okay, right. On to what you've been listening to now, you absolute bullet dodging. <laughs> Go on. One I want to start with listening to this week is Moon Age Daydream, uh, soundtrack to the Brett Morgan film on David. <laughs> it's a fantastic listen through his career with different versions and different mixes and it just all plays as one big constant stream yeah it starts with a snippet from an interview with david bowie and then um it ends with two little snippet quotes from him and i have to say it is i listened to it in a car journey beginning to end and it just sucks you in and just puts you back into to what he was all about yeah. and still is about. And it's, I must say, those little two quotes at the end just absolutely got me. Yeah. But 
it, it's what he has in those in the sentiment of those quotes mm. that's the reason to listen yeah. because it, it just reinforces what life is about yeah. so yeah that that's not not to get morbid don't want to because it's it's actually quite a, a lovely ending but it's just every mix on that is different from what you expect and what you know of of his canon of work and it's just a, a just a fantastic listen yeah. if you're a fan Excellent. my big listen this week is a podcast uh all two hours and 39 minutes of it but and I think we can preface that by saying you can skip the first 20 minutes. The thing is about the first, it's not that much. It, well, yeah, no, it you is. can skip, it's, is it? Yeah, it's, oh, it's, gosh. it's a good 20 minutes where he goes on about his appreciation of Batman and different Batman fight scenes. and Yeah, yeah. it's a bit a bit strange. But this podcast, I, I followed it for a while and it's it's well worth a listen to any of the episodes. 60 songs that explain the 90s. Um, a Spotify original podcast, but this one is this episode is the one that's hit the news this this week because yeah. it's the episode "Smells Like Teen Spirit," Nirvana, and with Courtney Love. <laughs> yeah, I'll get to that bit in a minute. <laughs> that that's just scary, isn't it? That yeah, that somebody would think about talking about "Smells Like Teen Spirit," but then talk to Courtney Love about it. Well that that's where it's interesting is the episode goes through when um never mind smells like teen spirit came out and what it meant to them and it was very similar to how i felt about it yeah. and then he talks goes through the songs on it then talks about bleach in utero and goes through the career with snippets of the song and it just it just reignited my love of, of nirvana at that time and what it meant for me yeah. at that yeah. time in, in my life um so it really just i went back to that place and it was it was amazing and then he starts to interview courtney love and i think about 10 minutes in i messaged you and i went oh my god she's crazy <laughs> <laughs> The, 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 um, there's a different phrase for Courtney Love, and, and unfortunately, she's quite litigious. Uh, yeah. So I don't think I'll use any of the other phrases that exist for her, but <laughs> I, I'll I'll bow to yours. She she didn't stop. I don't think this poor guy got many words into the conversation no. for about an hour and something. No, not at all. I mean, wow, she is a a, a force to sure <laughs> for sure. Um, but. The insight she had and what she was talking about, and she's saying that she she avoids media and and all these bits and pieces, and and I can believe that. And I again texted you about this one. I didn't realise she's lived in the UK for years now. Yeah. Um, and she explains a little bit about that, and it's well worth a listen because a she talks <clears throat> extensively about. Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, the grunge scene at that time. Of course she would. She was there, front mm. and centre. Um, <clears throat> she offers up the alternate lyrics to Smells Like Teen Spirit, oh, which nice. are, are well worth listening to because yeah. there's snippets of what came into the final mix of it. Yeah, But there's also snippets of <clears throat> some lyrics which you're like, why didn't that make it? That's really good. And yeah. some you're just like, mm, glad that didn't make it, doesn't fit. Well, don't most people <clears throat> tend to make up their own lyrics for Smells Like Teen Spirit anyway? 
yeah they, they go into that as well is, is yeah. he goes i thought i thought he was singing this yeah. so i used to sing that to it yeah and... yeah yeah because it is one of those yeah. songs where the, the lyrics can be misinterpreted quite easily and he alludes to that when he's talking about how he sat down in his living room watching mtv and watching weird al yankovic's yeah. <laughs> version of smells like yeah smells like nirvana, smells like nirvana as it was called yeah, yeah. and there's one bit where he's just mumbling along and then all these marbles fall out of his mouth because that's how it sounds you can't you can't really interpret some of what's being said yeah. so it's quite quite funny yeah. um but courtney love's insight into that era and and it blew apart a lot of my thinking from that time okay. of, of your heroes so yeah, to speak yeah. and it goes into the drug culture quite deeply mm. um but it alludes to kurt cobain making up some of this stuff to give it this allure of mystique around yeah see, see, I'd be, certain events yeah I'd be, I'd be tempted to actually having seen courtney love being interviewed quite a few times now and and seen some of her escapades i think i would only take what she has to say if it could be verified by somebody else again it comes into that it all goes back to um uh, a chap i've forgotten his name now but wrote the biography of Kurt Cobain. Okay. Um, and they're very good friends. And this guy basically became part of the family, were her words. Yeah. Um, but a lot of what she's alluding to, he's corroborated yeah, or yeah. or, you know, gone through the history of it and spoken with Kurt Cobain and all these bits and pieces. So even he said there are parts that are real mm -hmm. and there's parts that don't quite make sense okay. because you it, it time frame, blah blah blah, lots of bits and pieces. So I'd recommend it as a listen if you're a fan of Nirvana, a fan of Nevermind, are about my age <laughs> and remember Nirvana coming out when you were just becoming a teenager um, and the whole of that grunge scene. And she has some fun stories about Eddie Vedder and the beef between Kurt Cobain and Eddie Vedder. And yeah, it's it's just an interesting mm. listen okay. into that period of time. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm halfway through it. I shall finish it tomorrow. Okay, so thanks for all that, Dan. Do you want to uh, take us home then, please? Hello again. <laughs> would you like to take my hand? You would. Ah, oh, bless you. Come with me then, we'll totter off down the road to nighty night town this i'm waiting <laughs> even i'm freaked out by I, this I was one. actually getting aroused <laughs> <laughs> i i can't go with that one anymore okay. i gotta stop right hang on okay thanks for all that dan uh it seems like a good lot of entertainment for the eyes give me something for the ears by taking us home now hello listener it's daniel here Hasn't it been fun? <laughs> yes, it has, hasn't it? Right. Off we toddle. Tatty bye. Bye bye bye. Bye bye bye. No, you go first. No, no, no. After, after you. After you. You say I love you first. I love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. No, you hang up first. Go on, you. No, you hang up first. No, no, you. I, I love you too. I love you too. You know, okay, yeah, okay, bye, 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 bye. This has been a One Grump or Two podcast production. Thanks for listening.